I love it when God preaches a sermon for you. So I can sit back down now because everything that's just happened is everything that I needed to say. But I'll give it a go. Um, so we're in Acts 3 today. We're carrying on through the book of Acts. It's the whole chapter. I am going to read it all to you. It's a, it's a longish passage. But I'm going to read it all to you because... Um, because it's important to read the Bible. So Acts 3. One day, Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer, at three in the afternoon. Now a man who was lame from birth was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful, where he was put every day to beg from those going into the temple courts. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, He asked them for money. Peter looked straight at him, as did John. And then Peter said, look at us. So the man gave them his attention, expecting to get something from them. Then Peter said, silver or gold, I do not have. But what I do have, I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Taking him by the right hand, he helped him up, and instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. He jumped to his feet and began to walk. Then he went with them into the temple courts, walking and jumping and praising God. Mark was walking and jumping just before, wasn't he, when God healed him. (laughs) And praising God. When all the people saw him walking and praising God, they recognised him as the same man who used to sit begging at the temple gate called Beautiful. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. And while the man held on to Peter and John, all the people were astonished and came running to them in the place called Solomon's Colonnade. When Peter saw this, he said to them, fellow Israelites, why does this surprise you? Why do you stare at us as if by our own power or godliness We made this man walk. The God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, the God of our fathers has glorified his servant Jesus. You handed him over to be killed and you disowned him before Pilate, though he had decided to let him go. You disowned the holy and righteous one and you asked that a murderer be released to you. You killed the author of life, but God raised him from the dead you, we are witnesses of this. By faith in the name of Jesus, this man whom you see and know was made strong. It is Jesus' name and the faith that comes through him that has completely healed him, as you can all see. Now, fellow Israelites, I know that you acted in ignorance, as did your leaders. But this is how God fulfilled what he had foretold through all the prophets saying that his Messiah would suffer. Repent then and turn to God, so that your sins may be wiped out, that times of refreshing may come from the Lord, and that he may send the Messiah who has been appointed for you, even Jesus. Heaven must receive him until the time comes for God to restore everything, as he promised long ago through the holy prophets. For Moses said, the Lord your God will raise up a prophet like me from among your own people. You must listen to everything he tells you. 
Anyone who does not listen to him will be completely cut off from their people. Indeed, beginning with Samuel, all the prophets who have spoken have foretold these days. And you are heirs of the prophets and of the covenant God made with your fathers. He said to Abraham, through your offspring, all the peoples of the earth will be blessed. When God raised up his servant, he sent him first to you to bless you by turning each of you from your wicked ways. Peter and John were having a normal day for them. It's amazing, isn't it? Just like us today. They were going to worship at the temple. They were good Jews. All the early Christians were Jews. And they would, they would go to the temple to meet as Christians. And then they would also go to the temple because they were Jews to worship. And they were having a normal day going up to the temple to worship God as they did. It says in the passage before that Emma preached last week, they went daily to the temple. And this man who was paralysed was also having a normal day for him. He would go to the temple every day and he would beg. He would beg for money. But as the two cross paths, God breaks into their day and does something powerful. God comes and heals the man. He breaks in to his life. Now, this man at the temple, this crippled man, this paralyzed man, he says to the disciples, all he wants from them is some money. Now, we all see homeless people in Chester, don't we, and people begging. Um, and I hope, by the way, that you uh, at least speak to them sometimes, but that's another story. But he's begging. Why would this man who's been crippled from birth expect God to do anything to heal him? All he wants is some money to get on with his life, to get some food, to make a living. But God knows that he has more for him. And the disciples say, we don't have any silver and gold. We don't have any money for you. But there's something better that God's going to give you than silver and gold. And they speak to him. And all they do is speak in the name of Jesus. They don't pray a long prayer. They don't preach a long sermon. Nor will I, I promise. And they say, in the name of Jesus, walk. And the man responds. He stands up. And he's healed. And we've seen some of that this morning, haven't we? God breaking in, healing people. But it's interesting that they're just normal, poor men. I was watching a video, and a few people here have seen it, of a particular preacher, um, preacher who owns three private jets and, uh, and asks people for money for his ministry. Sow a seed, sow a seed into my ministry, and you'll get healed or you'll get, you know, you'll be rich and all of this. And he even said in this video that the disciples were rich men. They were rich men. But they say, we've got nothing. We've got no gold and silver to give you. But we've got this. The power of God to come and heal. And you know, I was going to leave time after I preached to say, let's pray for people to be healed. And you, you know, we can still be prayed for at the end if you want, but we've just seen it, haven't we? 
We've just seen God do that, come in his power to heal. Through each one of us, normal people, some of us quite poor, some of us with a little bit more. And God's healed in the name of Jesus. And the man responds. It says he, he went into the temple, and as I said with Mark before, leaping, <laughs> walking, leaping, praising God. Do you know the song? I'm not going to sing it. Do you know the kids' song? Peter and John went to pray. Do you know it? Walking and leaping and praising God. Did you never do that one? I'm looking at you, Dave, because I know you're brought up in church like me. So. <laughs> anyway, I said I wasn't going to sing it, but it's a kids' song. And that's what it says. He's walking and leaping and praising God. He's, there's two responses, see. There's, there's the man himself is worshipping God. He comes and worships God because what God has done for him. God has healed him. God shows up and he is responding to his healing with worship. And then the other response is the response of the people who are at the temple. It says they ran to see what was going on and they recognised this man who'd been healed, they recognised that he had been paralysed and now he's well. And they see that God has done something. See, when God shows up, like this morning, but also when we're out and about, healing on the streets or just being ourselves and offering people prayer and whatever, when God shows up, people know that God has shown up. I remember praying for Bex once when she was hurt when we were on holiday. She hurt her hip. She was in a lot of pain, weren't you? A lot of pain. And uh, it was a couple of days that she was like that. And then um, one day I was praying. Our families had all gone to different things. We were there with my family before Heidi was born. And we decided to stay behind and just relax. Bex was, Bex was in pain. We'd had a busy holiday. And I spent some time praying to God. And I spent some time just with God. And I really felt God say, right, I want you to pray for Bex. I want you to pray for her to be healed. So, Bex, I've verified this. This is incredible. I put my hand on Bex's hip, and I didn't put any pressure because she was in pain. And I just said, in the name of Jesus, and this happened, didn't it, Bex? Underneath my hand, we both felt it. Her hip moved, physically moved, back into place. God healed her. And we praised God. And that was just two Christians on our own in a house. Imagine when God does something like this. And how many people worship God. So Peter and John see, they're running. They're coming to see what's going on. And so the man is holding on to Peter and John and they run, the crowds run. And, uh, and Peter, and Peter sees this and he begins to preach. He begins to tell them what's happened here. He begins to explain why this man's been healed. You see, there's lots of people out there, isn't there, that can heal. And, and, and you know, some things out there are fake, but there are spiritual things that happen where people can get healed. There's crystals and they talk about angels and psychic stuff and, and it's, it's all really bad spiritual stuff but people do actually get healed from it physically at least although it often brings them into spiritual 
bondage. But Peter says, this man is healed by Jesus. See, the healing proclaims Jesus. And he starts with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and the prophets and Moses, the best prophet of all to Jews. And he says, they all said that this man would come. This Messiah would come and he would heal. And all over the Old Testament, like Isaiah 53, by his stripes we are healed and that's debated as to what that's about. But it's used in the New Testament both for physical healing in one context and for sort of more spiritual sort of salvation healing in another place. But there's other passages too that the Messiah would come and he would heal. And that would be proof that he is who he says he is. So Peter and John use the healing, the power of God has shown up to heal. But they bring in a message that's a greater power. What's that verse we all like? The gospel is the power of God, salvation. And they preach the power of God to save. The name of Jesus to save. This one who came to heal is also the one who came to save. There's a story of John the Baptist in the book of Matthew. Um, He's gone to prison. So you remember John the Baptist? He told everybody who Jesus was, didn't he? He he was at the River Jordan and Jesus comes down and he says, this is the Messiah. This is the one that will come after me. A little bit later, John's in prison and he sends one of his disciples to Jesus and say, are you the Messiah? Are you who you said you are? Are you who I said you are? He'd lost hope that this was the Messiah. And Jesus sends John's disciple back to John to say, yes, I am the one, I am the Messiah. And this is how you know, because the sick are healed, the deaf are hearing, and the good news is preached to the poor. Importantly, the good news is preached to the poor. Told the Messiah is healed. This man at the temple has been healed by the power of God in the name of Jesus. And so Peter preaches and says, all of you here, this is what he says to them, you were guilty of crucifying Jesus. You might have been acting in ignorance, but you're guilty of crucifying Jesus. And some of them were literally, physically guilty of sending Jesus to the cross. But then all of us are, aren't we? Because of our sin. Right? So we could say here today, oh, you've sent Jesus to the cross. But he says, this man was healed in the power of the name of this Jesus, who you crucified. He's risen from the dead. And he can save you from your sin if you will turn, repent, turn yourself around. That's basically what repent means. Face him. Turn from your sin, turn to Jesus, and you will be forgiven of your sin and restored. All of this from the healing, the power of the message of the gospel, from the power of the healing, comes through. And people respond. And people are set free. 
And that, I'm not diminishing physical healing, right, because I obviously believe in it, and we've just seen it today, but that's an even greater healing, isn't it? That we are saved, set free, through Jesus. I don't know if anyone's not a Christian here, I look out on everybody and I recognise most of you, but Jesus saves you from your sin. If you are a Christian, Jesus saves you from your sin. You're set free, healed, physically healed, available to you today when you ask by the will of God as he wills, but saved even better. Because you know, one day, all of us are going to be healed. Like God heals people in this life and I, I tend towards thinking that if God says he heals and we pray for people we should believe that God wants to heal. If he doesn't heal or if he reveals for some reason that he's not going to heal then that's his prerogative. He's God. He's sovereign. Some of you might disagree with that but I, I, that's what I tend to think towards. But we will all be healed one day because when Jesus returns there is no more sickness new heaven and a new earth but this is what's interesting about it we're not just right now when you die your your soul goes to heaven your spirit goes to heaven your body's in the ground when Jesus comes back we are physically raised it's resurrection but we're not going to be sick anymore all because Jesus has saved us Jesus went to heaven as a human do you know Jesus is in heaven as a human being he doesn't unzip his skin and he goes back to heaven. He sits in heaven now as a man and God, of course, but a man, a human being. And when he returns, he raises our bodies. No more sickness. That's a better healing than any healing that we can have today, as great as that is. Because anyone that gets healed today, they'll get sick again. But through Jesus, who saves us from our sin, there will be no more sickness for us one day. But nevertheless, I want to encourage you to continue to believe that what God did then, he can still do now. The other ever people make, one is prosperity teaching. God always, God's going to heal you and you're going to be well and you're never going to get sick. But the other one is the idea that God doesn't do that anymore at all. And that's false as well. And there are many really good Bible teachers like that. And they are really good in other ways. But it really annoys me because they're so good at teaching the Bible but they say, God doesn't do this bit anymore. He doesn't heal. He doesn't do any of that. He does. He does. There was one with Bex before I finish, because Bex has been healed a couple of times and I've been around, and it's, some of you will know this story, because it happened quite early when we, were all in, when we were all in freedom together. Mark was here as well, and Rosanna and Rachel and Andy, and so some of you will know. But... Uh, there was a thing called late night worship they used to do at Northgate and the students used to go. And again, ex-Northgate people, you'll, you'll all know about that. And, uh, and they have a time, you see, you would just worship. They didn't have any preaching, but you'd have a time where you could just pray together. And Bex came and she was allergic, when she came to uni, she was allergic to onions and tomatoes. So, so I just said, well, let's pray that God will heal you. So we prayed. 
And then I can't remember if I said to you, Rex, if you said that you needed to try it, one of those when you got back to your student flat. Did you say you were going to do that, or did I tell you to do it? I can't remember. Yeah. So, yeah, so Bex went back to her student flat. The only thing that her, there's another couple of Christians on her floor, and one of them had just a tomato, was it? Or just an onion, or whatever, anyway. One of them. So Bex tried it, no reaction, healed. Amazing. Bex isn't the only person I know who's been healed, but I, I've seen that that happens to you a couple of times. God healed. God still heals. For God who saves you, sets you free, he heals. And I want to encourage you, today, you might not have been healed. Maybe you wanted to be healed, and you haven't been. You haven't been healed, God. You've been prayed for by people. Don't give up on believing God can heal you. He might, he might not until that day. But don't give up on believing God can heal you. It can be discouraging when everyone around you has been prayed for to be healed and you're still sick at the end of it and everyone's I got well, I'm healed. And you're not. God can still heal you. For those of you who've got more courage, I'm not very courageous to do this. Pray for the sick. In your workplaces or whatever, when someone says, oh, I've, I've got a headache or... I've sprained my ankle or offer them prayer. I've not done it very often. It's not, it is quite scary, but some of us are more outgoing than others. God can heal. God has saved. Jesus has saved us. So when he's preaching, just to end it off here, when Peter's preaching, he says this verse from uh, from the Old Testament, I can't remember where it's from. He says, through you, oh well it's Genesis, isn't it? Through you, God says to Abraham, all the people of the earth will be blessed. When we are now descend from Abraham, because of our faith, we are like the descendants of Abraham. All he is blessed through the descendants of Abraham. We are the descendants of Abraham, so all the earth is blessed through us. God has put his spirit within us and upon us to take his gospel and his healing and his power to everybody. And that's our call today, isn't it? As we go out of here, looking to Jesus. I want to pray for us all. I was going to get people forward to be prayed for. That's already happened. If you still need healing or you want someone to pray for you, we can carry that on. Just teas and coffee and stuff, but we can carry that on. Um, and keep pressing into God for that yourself as well. I'm going to pray for you anyway. Thank you, Lord, for your power to heal. And thank you that you save us from our sin. The ultimate power that comes from you to save us. And I pray for every person here, whether they were healed today or not healed today, whether they know you today or don't know you today, that you will continue working to bring people's lives um, into what you have for them. And to give us the courage and the strength and the power and the faith to take what you've put within us 
to those who don't have it. Dave was saying about earlier. Thank you, Lord, that you have filled us with your spirit. And we are carriers of God, carriers of Jesus, carriers of the spirit. Everywhere we go, please bless every person in this room today, Lord. Amen.